from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latav. See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast, where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. Now, this is a special Christmas edition of the Ugly Truth Podcast, something that I promised one year ago to this day. It is an all history of Meet Me in Telemecula. It's the five-year anniversary of the story that changed, in my opinion at least, uh, the way stories are done with media and social media and how we see certain things. Who would have thought five years ago that simply saying something about Kobe Bryant (laughs) would lead to such far-reaching effects on the world of sports, entertainment, viral news, how people report, how people tweet, the effects that tweets have, the personal emotions and opinions on what tweets have, and why you see a lot of the things that you see today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back, way back in time, to tell you exactly how this all came about. Honestly, if I didn't report about it, we probably wouldn't be talking about it to this day. To this day! Probably wouldn't be talking about it. Probably just would have been another random argument or social media that wouldn't have got to the mainstream. But, you know, that's why I'm here. This is what I do. Well, we have to go back to that day, December 25th, 2014. Like everyone else, I was celebrating Christmas. And how does anyone celebrate Christmas? They open open gifts, they see family, they Maybe they're family they only like. <laughs> you know, just kind of out and about. And back then, five years ago, yeah, that's what I was. I was out and about, seeing cousins and friends and, you know, people that you maybe only see once a year, maybe twice, you know, when the holidays come up, maybe one time at church on Easter. You know, you know how it goes. There's the family members that you see them on Christmas, you see them on Thanksgiving, maybe you see them on Easter, a random birthday. Maybe you run into them at the club. Maybe you run into them at Applebee's. Those type of people. This particular Christmas, though, I wanted to get back home because I had a new video game that I wanted to play. So I wanted to play this new video game, and I didn't want to keep hanging out with my cousins and people that I barely even talk to during the year when I can go back and be playing this video game. Now, I do not remember what the video game was. I believe it was one of the WWE wrestling games, but it could have been NBA 2K. Likely wasn't Madden. I normally would get Madden on the day of. Could have been Grand Theft. It could have been a lot of that. I don't know. Yeah, I just know it was a video game, and I decided to come back home. Now, the thing about BSO is that it is a 24-7, 365 days outlet. 
meaning there are no days off on BSL. Uh, more or less for the last 10 years, the last decade, there has never been a day uh, where I didn't post a story on BSL. I think maybe the lowest on any given day that we may have posted is like five. And that counts all holidays. There's just no days off. So even on Christmas, I'm still doing stories. So when I got back home, I felt like, you know, let me check and see what's going on on the social media streets. See what's happening on Twitter. You know, at this time, Twitter, I think, was finding its groove. Like the Twitter today and the Twitter 2014 are two different social media type of deals. And I'm sure if you ask a lot of people from 2014, which period of social media do they prefer? I'm pretty sure many would say they prefer 2014 Twitter and early, I guess, early Instagram, Snapchat was around, or maybe, I'm not sure to what we have now. A little more interactive. I mean, you had the same type of arguments and things of that nature, but a little less people, a little less clout chasing, a little more real. But, you know, things change, things have evolved. So when I get home to play my video game, before I do it, I check and see what's going on on the social media streets. And that's when I caught I would say the middle of what was going on would meet me in Temecula. Now, a little backstory on this. Uh, I was aware of Snotty Drippin', Mr. Drippin', uh, before this all came into play. I would say he was a popular Twitter personality uh, at the time. Had a lot of provocative takes. It's not unusual for, for social media. Um, I had never heard of my tweets as real as AF until that day. And really, when I got involved in seeing what was happening, it was just to me, uh, just another random standard type of basketball argument. And like I said, I jumped in in the middle. I didn't jump in. I just saw what was going on in the middle. At the point that I jumped in, Mr. Real AF was already halfway to Temecula. He was in the car taking pictures and was already driving to Temecula to beat up Mr. Drippin. At that point, I thought it was slightly odd that anyone would be driving on Christmas Day to go beat up someone. So I dug a little deeper into what was happening. And that's when I saw that this all started over a tweet about Kobe Bryant and Russell Westbrook on Christmas Day. Apparently, Mr. You know, Mr. AF felt disrespected by some of the things that Snotty Drippin had said on Twitter about his opinions of Kobe Bryant. He's a big Kobe Bryant fan. You can see all the tweets, still have them archived on BSO, the articles out and about um, put this video right at the top of the article. So I see this, 
And you, you, when these things happen on social media, uh, everybody's chiming in, everybody's giving their, their play-by-play of what's happening. And what I did was I went and dug deeper to see exactly what was going on. Sorry, I just got to check the, the messages because you never know when news is breaking. And I thought maybe they had some sort of history together, but they did not. And I saw the escalation of the tweets. I saw Mr. AF getting his car. I saw videos and pictures of him on his way to Temecula. I saw Mr. Dripping saying, come on, and we're going to fight and all of this good stuff. Eventually, Mr. Dripping lets it be known that he's actually in Arizona or something. And Mr. AF had driven all the way to Temecula and for no reason at all. No fight. The whole thing was ridiculous. Let's just, let's just, the whole thing's ridiculous, especially on Christmas Day. The whole thing was ridiculous. Now, at that point in our world of social media, you didn't see a lot of stories generated simply by the tweets of individuals on social media. This is a key component of what's happening here. If a media person tweeted something, an athlete tweeted something. It was just getting to that point where people reported on social media activities. It's not like now where someone like Janoris Jenkins can cause someone a retard and it has long-reaching effect and get them cut from a team. In 2014, you might be able to get away if you as an athlete would cause someone a retard and wouldn't have as, as such a visceral uh, effect. When it came to actual individuals going viral, from their tweets, that didn't happen in a sense outside of the Twitter world. It was contained. It was inside the bubble. It never went outside the bubble. You never saw people talking outside the bubble about it. Now, in 2014, as an outlet that was seeing the changes in how media was trying to be more like independent media, and getting their viral news and their, you know, embrace the debate type of stuff. I was always looking for ways to be one step ahead. Be one step ahead of the type of content that would continue to make BSO interesting to people, but differentiated from the mainstream media. Now, I can't tell you exactly what in my head said. This is a story worth doing on Christmas instead of playing my video game or whatever it may be. I'm not sure exactly what in my mind said. You know something? People might find this interesting to see on a broader scale, to have it broke down so people understand exactly what's happening. Because one thing with social media, especially with Twitter, is because you can't write an entire story in one tweet. It's very sometimes it's very difficult to keep up with what's happening if you just like I was that just popped in and saw some dude driving to Temecula. So in my brain, which you know, praise my brain, it was like 
Let's put it all together for the people who want to know what's going on. So that's what I did with commentary because I'm a sports reporter. So I organized the tweets to the best of my ability. And then I gave little funny commentary about what was happening. I thought it would be interesting. I didn't exactly understand how big it was going to be. So what ends up happening is I do the story. And one thing that I can always see is when I'm, because, you know, we have all these apps and everything now. So there's a thing you can, you can always see, you know, real time what people are reading on the site. I don't know if you ever knew that. But everybody has something. Every site, every, you know, just like TV has ratings. You know, every site has something where they can check and see what people are reading in actual real time. Like, I know right now people are reading that DeJounte Murray story about NBA young boys, uh, girlfriend. I can see they're reading about Kawhi and Uncle Dennis. I can see those are the top two stories that people are reading, you know, right now. And so at that time, I don't think you can do it on your phone back then, but at that time, you can go to a website, you can see what was happening. And then this is what I saw. Christmas is Christmas. So you don't expect big traffic, web traffic on Christmas. So it's Christmas. And, you know, we had, you know, steady stream. But then all of a sudden, a little chart. And it was, you know, chart just is going up and up and up. The amount of people. Up and up and up, you know, from 500 people on the site at one time to 1,000 people on the site at one time, 2,000 people on the site at at one time, 10,000 people. This is real time. This is not like over hours or anything. This is like in real time, 10,000 people on the site. My server is getting ready to crash because so much traffic on the site. I'm like, people are really into this. Us be known to me. And you know why it was us be known to me? Because I had started playing my video game. <laughs> I had posted the story and then went about my business. Little did I know, the retweets and the, the likes and Facebook and everything was going crazy. And then Deadspin picked up on the story. Once Deadspin picked up on the story and linked it back to me, chart that's going higher, 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 higher. The BuzzFeed picked up on the story. SB Nation picked up on the story. Higher, 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 because I'm the first one that did it, so they outsourced me. Higher, higher, higher. And then Mr. Drippin, Mr. R, Mr. Mr. AF, come to find out that now all of a sudden all these people are interacting with their story. And back then, five years ago, I interacted a lot, a lot more than I do now. Now, I, you know, I post a story. I say a couple of tweets to get you guys talking about it. I may jump in from time to time. But I don't spend, I'm not as emotionally invested enough these days to, to keep going back and forth. So I just kind of, I'll mute a tweet and go about my business. If it starts getting out of control. But back then, I was all into it. So I'm talking to Mr. AF. I'm talking to Mr. Drippin about what's going on, Mr. AF. Uh, another person that kind of made the story 
go super big was Bomani Jones. He got him, he was involved, he was emotionally involved in it, connected to it. The story gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next day, now all these outlets are picking up on the story. They're interviewing Mr. Dripping, they're interviewing Mr. AF. Mr. AF realizes, hey, this is an opportunity for me. Decides to release a diss track, which is not actually that bad if you go listen. So YouTube, there's a diss track out there where he disses Snotty Drippin' and a bunch of other people. He shouts, this is me in the track too. It's really, it's not bad. I think he released two, but the first one was pretty good. So this was the beginning of what I like to say how you can become a social media celebrity overnight. Like, it's more common these days. But back then, it wasn't so common. It actually led to a whole genre that I created called Twitter Stories. And that's basically when people do something crazy on Twitter or tell a crazy story on Twitter and they become stories that catch on in the mainstream. A good example of one that, that is like super crazy, I think it's going to be made to a movie, is like Zola. But there's been, there's been so many. And don't do them as much like anything. This has always kind of been my, my thoughts on things. Is don't do as much anymore because once they get watered down, like the uniqueness of it kind of go away. But there were so many, you know, fly out ones and it, 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 that was a lot from probably 2014 to 2017. You know, we were doing Twitter stories maybe once a week. And it all reverts back to Meet Me in Temecula. Now, a couple of things afterwards. So after Mr. R, uh, Mr. AF drops a diss track, snotty, whatever, does his thing. I never forget. I forget exactly what it was. Ooh, that kind of was contradictory. I never forget what, what happened. <laughs> I just don't remember exactly when it happened. But I remember I got a, an email from an ESPN producer. And they were like, hey, Rob, uh, do you remember, you know, you did that story on Meet Me in Temecula. We're going to be doing a Sports Center feature on it. And just wanted to, you know, ask you a couple of questions and da 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 Of course, they didn't want to put me on this feature, but that's a question. And I was like, really? Really? The sports had a feature on it. I, that's pretty big. <laughs> kind of showed me how you could take things from a ground level and they can get big enough. Once again, you get stuff get made into a movie. You can get on Sports Center. And do interviews. I know Mr. AF did a ton of interviews after. You know, Snotty did a few uh, interviews after. People have asked me about it literally every every year since it's happened. Every single year, I get asked asked about it. And now I wanted to ask Snotty. You know, what changed about his life? And all of that good stuff. But he has me blocked. I'm not exactly sure why. I think he blames me for whatever. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why. It was a good story. Never said anything negative 
uh, about him. As far as Mr. Uh, Real, my tweets are real as AF, uh, he just kind of dropped off the map. I went to go look for him, can't find him. Don't know where he's at. The, the interesting thing about when he left to go to Temecula was Mr. Real, uh, my tweets real as F, he had a family. They had like kids and a wife at home. Like, I just, I just recently got married. Most of you know that. Uh, girl, a woman of my dreams, Alexis. Most of you guys know her. Uh, she would stab me in the chest if I left on Christmas Day to go <laughs> fight somebody uh, on Twitter uh, on Christmas Day over some Twitter uh, beef. That, that, that always was odd to me, but he said it was about respect. He said that you had to respect him, so that was the way he was going to get uh, his respect in that regard. Uh, but I'm not sure what happened to him. He dropped this track, did a bunch of interviews. He was around. Uh, he stayed on Twitter for a while. But like a lot of people on social media, I mean, after a while, I mean, I think it gets old. Like, if you're doing the same thing on social media five years ago, ten years ago, and you're doing the same thing now, it gets a little old. <laughs> you know, I always say I do it because it's part of the business. I mean, I, you know, that's it's part of my work. But the way that I talked five years ago, the way I talked 10 years ago, social media is different now. Then I talk right now. Since that's 10 years ago. Much younger, much more impulsive, uh, much more combative uh, back then when you're fighting your way up to the top. So I don't know where Mr. Uh, my tweets really is F is at. I know Snotty, Snotty's verified. I think he does his NBA stuff. So I think he's doing uh, well. And like I said, this led to hundreds if not thousands of people doing crazy things on the internet uh a lot of them doing it for clout but some of them doing it and end up breaking out into bigger and better things so good for them that's something like i said for at least a brief period of time two three years became a big revenue driver uh for bso and then you know once it got watered down you know we move on uh to other stuff but every, I get the feeling, <laughs> I get the feeling that every Christmas until they, you know, put me in the ground, someone's going to mention that. And I've done a lot of stuff just in the last five, in the last 10 years, last 15 years uh, that I'm very proud of that I would consider memorable to me. A lot of memorable things that have happened to me. But it's just funny to me that probably the thing that's going to be most memorable to everybody else is meeting me in Temecula. But hey, you got to be known for something. You might as well make it a little bit funny. So uh, good luck to Snotty Dripping. Hope he's doing well. I hope my tweet, Real as F, is doing well and having a lovely Christmas uh, with his family. I hope everybody who's been entertained by that story, inspired by that story, just tells a good laugh uh, around the table. I hope everything is good with you guys. As we move on to 2020, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate one. I appreciate how everybody's nice to myself, uh, to my wife, Alexis, uh, to the whole BSO family. The continued support is amazing. 
um, obviously now on, on TMZ, on FS1, um, through the week, so people who watch that, watch the videos, uh, retweet about the show, who supported me through all of that. Uh, thank you so much. I'll try to do more podcasts, but you know when you're doing a lot of things, sometimes it's a little bit hard. But I'm definitely going to try to do more po- podcasts, do more uh, Facebook, IG, YouTube lives and stuff, just when stuff is happening. And I'll just leave you with this. In, two, in 2014, when someone said Temecula, meet me in Temecula, you know, I wasn't living in California at the time. <laughs> So, I didn't realize the drive times in these type of situations. Now that I stay here, you gotta be pretty crazy to go and drive to Temecula. I mean, it's not close, depending on where you're at. It was about Temecula, like from where I'm at, which is about 40 miles outside of downtown LA. It's probably another. 80 miles to Temecula. <laughs> so, you got to be a little crazy for that. So, Mr. Real is F. My tweets are real as F. You're watching. I still respect you for standing your ground and giving us a great story of all time. But, my man, you just look crazy for that. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Please drive safe. Uh, designated drivers, Ubers, Lyft. I uh, don't want to see any bad stories or anything on his live to, you know, another day. Let's get to 2020 and let's get it.